One thing I've noticed from following this issue of Israel and Palestine is that you know, when the bombings take place, there's a lot of media attention. There is, yeah, maybe not enough, but there is, you know, some uh, mainstream media coverage of this. And also, I noticed through social media pages, everyone is posting about it. And yeah, on, on this show, we always try and cover this and try and bring it back to the broader context. But yeah, what I found is that, you know, again, in mainstream media, but also social media as well, between these times, uh, there's, there's not to say there isn't some stories. I know you, your article on the drum the other day mentioned a, a video of, uh, going viral of a, an Israeli soldier um, arresting a Palestinian boy and the, the brutality there. So not to say it never gets coverage, but I find that the yeah, this often sort of goes quiet between these times. So I was wondering if you could touch on this sort of ongoing oppression, not to downplay the bombings that take place, but the fact that this isn't the only um, injustice that's taking place for the Palestinian people. There is ongoing oppression between these periods as well. Look, absolutely. There's um, the the devil is always in the detail of the periods um, that the media refers to, as well as his calm periods. Um, when last year uh, they were working on a ceasefire after the uh, terrible 51 days of bombardment of the Gaza Strip, one of the things that um, that I, I wrote about and, and many other uh, people were were uh, concerned about was the fact that when people push for a ceasefire, um, they they and, and a ceasefire is, is always welcome in the sense that especially after the, the total devastation that, that wreaked havoc on two-thirds of the city of Gaza, bringing it into rubble. Um, but a lot of people tend to think that's it, there's a ceasefire, it's over. And what gets missed is the fact that it is during the ceasefire um, that the violence on the Israeli side never stops. Uh, the, the, the siege within itself of the Gaza Strip is violence, the occupation, and the um, denial of basic rights of the Palestinian people is ongoing violence. Uh, the, uh, the, the fact that people have no access to uh, proper education or to uh, medical supplies or to even um, their basic right to, to movement from place to place, uh, to travel, to go to universities abroad, all of this. Uh, is being denied to the Palestinian people. And, and these are different shades of violence that we don't mention uh, in the media. But in all fairness, it's not just an issue that touches strongly um, on Palestine. The world seems to only react when numbers get completely, uh, um, you know, when, when we're shocked by large numbers. The asylum seeker issue recently um, is an example of that, where people were very complacent and apathetic uh, about the refugees and, and really not interested in the wars that we are taking part of overseas um, and not seeing the two things as being related to one another. And it took this massive wave of refugees fleeing from Syria to Europe um, and those horrible images that we've all seen this past week, especially of the young boy who drowned on shore in, uh, in Turkey. It does take this to make people stop for a minute and reconsider and think about it. But, you know, our attention span is not great. And um, they're paying attention today to the refugee crisis. Um, I don't know if they're going to be paying attention to it tomorrow. And so this is something that's, that's in indicative not just uh, or applicable not just to the issue of Palestine, but to a lot of issues that we tend to want to look the other way. 
and not really um, pay attention to and, and really not acknowledge our part and our responsibility in, in making these situations happen in the first place. In Gaza, we, are, we have a responsibility because our government um, empowers and supports and uh, unequivocally uh, uh, endorses the Israeli actions. Uh, that's part of the problem as well. But the average Australian doesn't really want to think about that. Um, and, and so it takes massive um, bloodshed for us to start to pay attention. Um, and, and that's a sad reality of, of the way people are today on this planet. Yeah, that's some excellent points, and I often hear that, you know, after the bombing stop, we go back to peace, and obviously, as you've touched on, this isn't the case. It's not Obviously, it's a, a welcome development when the, the bombings uh, do stop and there's ceasefires, but as you said, it's not really a ceasefire, it's not really a peace, and there is this ongoing oppression. And I wanted to you to touch, I know you're active um, for justice for Palestine, and yeah, I know I've spoken to people who are a lot more active on this issue than I have, and they often... Uh, point out that with these you know there's a lot of media coverage and there's a lot of protests and you get a lot of people along to the protests but then when the media coverage dies off we kind of get the the same small number of people campaigning for it uh, campaigning palestine again uh and then again something else happens a few years later again there's a bombing and there's there's more uh, media coverage and we get a, a big swell of people but then again we're back to the same numbers so these you know they don't necessarily build the movement in the long term that is more of a short-term, as you said, a short-term interest or concern, then, then people move on. So I was wondering, yeah, with all this in mind, do you have any thoughts on this in terms of the implications for the, the social justice movement for justice for Palestine? Yeah, yeah. Look, so I, I, would, I would think that the reason this happens is because when the bombs are falling, um, not only are we emotionally more engaged with what's going on and we're appalled by what we're seeing, but there's also a, a demand that we can all rally behind, which is stop the bombing. Stop the bombing. Just stop. Um, and, and people tend to like those simple messages that resonates with us. What happens in between the bombing is um, people are demoralized. They don't have a clear vision in sight. Um, they, a lot of Palestinians, especially within the Palestinian community, have become... Um, unsure about what the future holds for them. Uh, their idea of the two states has, has faded. Um, they, they don't know that it, this is ever going to happen. And if it does happen, what kind of shape of a state we're going to end up with. Um, the solidarity groups, um, for the most part, uh, are not able to, um, are, are not able to, to bring in new numbers, new people. Uh, into into understanding what the issues are, um, and that's because there are so many things happening uh, in the, in the world, and the message needs to be clear. Uh, stop the bombing is a very clear message, but when we go um, when we go beyond that and we say end the occupation and and the right of return, people need to understand what these things mean, and that's where I find there is strength in in the BDS movement. And we've seen how it has grown uh, in other places, other parts of the world, um, because of that strength. And, and the strength is to give uh, the solidarity groups and the social activists um, a way, something to call for, and not just stop the bombs, but to actually articulate a vision uh, that the Palestinian people uh, would like to see happen, 
um, that is based on international law and on human rights, a vision that's, um, that's quite easy for people to understand. Uh, the demands are simple, are freedom, justice, equality, and the occupation is freedom. Um, equality for the Palestinians who are citizens of Israel is equality, and that's a concept people can understand. And the right of return is, um, is very much tied in with the question of justice uh, and implementation of, uh, of humanitarian, international humanitarian law. And so when we, when we take that route, we find that people get a lot more excited about rallying for the Palestinian cause because now we can explain that there is a vision and that we don't have to wait until the bombs start falling for us to have a simple uh, demand or a simple message. And it doesn't just have to be drop the bomb today, but don't give me a solution for later. There are solutions. There is a vision. Uh, and there is consensus, even beyond uh, what is now a demoralizing um, fever that's <laughs> taken hold of, of uh, the Palestinian factions. Um, all of them can agree on these three visions. Uh, you know, the, nobody can argue with ending the occupation or the right of return or the, the concept of equality. And so I think that's where it's at today. I think we have to be able to articulate the vision a lot more clearly. Um, and we have to be able to understand that a cessation of mass killings in uh, Palestine, Israel, is not peace. That peace is not just the prevalence, uh, the cessation of violence. Peace is actually the prevalence of justice, freedom, um, and equality. And we have to work towards that. Is there anything else you'd like to add about human rights advocacy for Palestinian generally, whether it's how people can get involved or, or anything else to do with, with uh, yeah, this movement for justice for Palestine? I would invite everyone to look at the Boycotts, Divestments and Sanctions website and find out for yourself um, what this movement is about, what the guidelines uh, for, for the call is. It is um, uh, a fantastic way for it has been a really a fantastic way for many people um, that that are in my circles to learn about um, the meanings of of uh, um, the words equality, justice, and freedom as not being something that that we ask just for ourselves, but it is part of larger uh, group, uh, larger solidarity groups that call for human rights and justice. Um, it is an anti-racist movement, and so. Uh, and, and at the core of it is the demand that we um, we calling for equality with with the Jewish people. And if you call to be an equal to somebody, you are saying that you can have the same rights as I do. And I think that is a beautiful thing for for Palestinians to be able to articulate because it actually um, brings a clearer vision for for a, a future of coexistence on the basis of equality, something we need to talk more about. And also, do you have anything you'd like to promote, uh, any yeah, websites, Twitter accounts, Facebook pages, or anything for yourself or for advocacy for Palestine generally? And also, you're going to be speaking in Malaysia this week, so if you want to give any details about that as well. That's right. I will be speaking in Malaysia. We've uh, been invited to a BDS conference there. Um, other speakers will include Ali Abunama and Anna Baltzer. Um, we start, I think, the first event in Kuala Lumpur will be on the 10th of September, so it's this Thursday. Um, and we're guests of Viva Palestine, Malaysia. Um, I, I would invite people to, be, to do their own research. Um, go to different websites. Do visit um, 
websites like Electronic Intifada and uh, Palestine Chronicles and um, and the Boycott, Divestments and Sanctions movement website. Read the material. Um, find out the, the history of what's going on. And I am absolutely certain that when people do their own research, they do come to join the movement um, because it is one that has a vision that, that is um, quite beautiful. It calls for peaceful coexistence, um, but based on justice and equality, and that's something that we really strongly believe in. Thank you. And you're keen to leave us with a poem, uh, Red Shirt, Blue Jeans? Yes, I actually wrote that um, a few uh, days ago um, in response to the photo that was um, in response to a photo that we've all seen um, of a little um, toddler that had washed ashore um, in Turkey. Um, he had drowned. Um, his parents were trying to make it for a better life elsewhere. They've escaped Syria. And so I, I wrote this piece um, just thinking of him. Red shirt, blue jeans, little sneakers, not on a boat of asylum seekers, not holding the hand of a hijab-wearing mother, not in the embrace of a brown-skinned father, not in the company of anyone that the world can demonize, face down in the sand. With his eyes eternally shut, he pries open our eyes. He looks familiar, like a son, a grandson, a nephew, a toddler in the playground. He looks like that kid at the grocery store who always manages to stare us down. Red shirt, blue jeans, little sneakers, no papers, no visa, no ID, a victim of our policy. The wars we started over there have come to haunt us here. The voices we muted for so long have suddenly become loud and clear. A picture is worth a thousand words. But how many words do we need to erase our fear of the other? How many words does it take to affirm humanity? The resort was the last place they expected to be confronted with this. The tourists were shocked. All they wanted was to watch the sunrise and make love on the beach. He was not supposed to be here, washed up on our shore. Red shirt, blue jeans, little sneakers, thoughtless refugee. Did he really have to drown in our sea? Can we just take one minute to learn from history? Palestinians were the first wave of dispossessed in the Arab world. Now they are a drop in the ocean of exile and grief. The lesson learned is this. When injustice is left to fester, it expands beyond the horizon. Everyone becomes a refugee. Red shirt, blue jeans, little sneakers. They were riding the waves along the shores of Haifa, Desperate, they climbed into wooden boats to escape from the air gun. Face down, in the sand, Nakba is infectious, untreated and unopposed. Nakba grows past the checkpoints in the siege of Gaza. It spreads to Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan and Yemen. It poisons the waters of the Mediterranean. Red shirt, blue jeans, little sneakers. He is beautiful and intact. Face down in the sand, the sharks did not devour him. 
they left him for the bigger beasts, the arms dealers, warlords, and oil sheiks, the neocons in the West, and the tyrants of the East. He is an offering for their feast. Thanks so much for leaving us with that powerful poem and hopefully, yeah, images like this and your words inspire people to strive for justice in Palestine as well as for, yeah, people around the world and asylum seekers and migrants all over the world. Thanks so much. Thanks, Nick.